1: On today's show, we're talking what the difference between best friend and lover are when it comes to how you view your spouse.
0: And a quote from Anonymous on that says, The best relationship is when your spouse is not only your lover but your best friend too. Mm -hmm. Directly ties into what we're going to be talking about today. But first we start every one extraordinary marriage show with a hug. And this is actually a really special time in the show because it's a time when whether you're a brand new listener, you've been listening for a while, you actually get to hear someone else's breakthrough, Mm -hmm. someone who has seen transformation in their marriage. And this hug comes from an email that we recently received that said, I wanted to reach out because I have recently found your podcast and have been listening over the last several weeks. My husband and I have been together for 15 years and married for 11 of them. We've recently gone through some very hard times where I was emotionally unfaithful Mm. and when my husband became aware was of course very hurt. We have chosen to work on our marriage and not give up and I am beyond grateful that he is willing to do so. While I know a marriage takes the hard work of two people, I know that I am only in control of what I do. I've taken a step back to look at how I contributed to how our marriage got to where it was which led me to look elsewhere for what I was missing. I just got done listening to episode 542, Give Your Marriage an Upgrade, and I cannot tell you how much I needed to hear that. I wish I'd heard that before I made the terrible mistake I did, which resulted in hurting my husband. I don't need to upgrade him. I need to upgrade me! Mm -hmm. Exclamation point. I cannot thank you enough for those words. It has given me even more determination than I have already to make sure I fix me and get back to the amazing relationship we once had. I look forward to continuing to listen to your podcast and have gotten my husband to listen in on some of them as well. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: That's awesome.
0: It is awesome. And, and you know, what I love about that is, you know, here's a wife who's like, wait a minute, I need to look in the mirror at what I did to bring me to this point. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to take ownership of it and I'm going to start doing something to get us back to where we want to be. So incredible and just, and so encouraging. So, you know, get up and take action. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Now, as Tony said at the top of the show, we're talking about this whole best friend, lover, you know, what do we call our spouses, that type of thing. And and I'm sure that a lot of you have seen the wedding invitation or maybe, maybe it was your wedding invitation as well that says, you know, on this day, I marry my best friend or, you know, something along those lines. Yeah. Right. And so we've been attending quite a few weddings lately and, you know, I have been hearing that language we hear it in the wedding vows you know this whole best friend best friend best friend best friend Mm -hmm. and it really it got us thinking you know what are these words that we're using to describe our spouse you know is there a difference between best friend and lover can can your spouse be both should your spouse be both does it does it even matter and you know i mean if you've been listening to the show for any length of time, you know that we are, we're really big on words. I specifically am very big on words and on what words mean. And and so we actually have to, this is, these two phrases or words, phrases, I guess best friends is a phrase. We have to look at these definitions because this was actually really eye opening when we started doing this in preparation for the show. So Miriam Webster, Good old Merriam-Webster dictionary been around forever defines best friend as a person's closest and dearest friend. How, how can
1: a definition be described with the word "from"?
0: Do you want me to go like? No, now I, I, I just go think, I like, think that's
1: always weird though because best friend, a person's closest and dearest friend. Like, how is how is that describing what a best friend is? So, I I, I, I don't know. Sometimes I just bugs I know me.
0: using the word in the definition. Okay, totally get it.
1: All right
0: release that for a second for this. Yes. Because let's talk about the definition for a lover. Yes. Right? It was interesting in Merriam-Webster that the third definition, right? So, you know, you got one, two, three. The third definition was a person with whom one has sexual relations. The first two definitions... Now,
1: this is for lover.
0: This is for the word lover. Mm-hmm. The first two definitions... The definition number one was a person in love. Okay. Definition number two an affectionate or benevolent friend. So it's interesting. It was very interesting to me because in my mind, lover would have just landed on that third definition, you know, a person with whom one has sexual relations. But it was really eye-opening that that definition also includes the phrasing around a person in love Mm -hmm. and an affectionate friend. And so, you know, this really, even in preparation for the show, really kind of got the conversation going between Tony and I and, you know, what words we're using and how we're using them.
1: Yeah. in in, in a lot of us, th- this is interesting because we can get honed in on the way we see our spouse or how mm. others may approach or or talk to their spouse. And we get sort of in our little niche, in our own little lane. And for the longest time, and, and this was an eye opener for, for both Elisa and I, I have been very adamant that Elisa not my best friend.
0: He'll tell anybody that says that.
1: Yeah. And, and and I will say that because I believe that my best friend, and this is just from growing up and and how I formed relationships prior to a, a physical sexual relationship with Elisa, are typically guys who I grew up with. I, I, one of my best friends, I remember I met him at, when I was five years old. And to this day, we still will reach out and talk to each other. There are best friends of mine that I remember from my college years. Those are my best friends. And so in the early years of our marriage, I think I would look at Elise and be like, yeah, she's my best friend. And then there became a switch, I think, after our 60 days of sex challenge where I was like, no, Elisa's not my best friend. She's my lover. And to me, that meant that there was something very clear of just her and I. Mm-hmm. And so I've been on pretty much a kick for a, a while now that Elisa's my lover. I, I would never refer her to my best friend. And so we began to talk th- talk about this and, and bring this up to you guys, the one family in and, and an Instagram poll. And, and you know what? Here's the cool thing. We can always be learning. We can mm-hmm. always be changing. We can always take in other inputs and go, huh? Am I holding on to something because it's just something I feel like I need to hold on to because I've been doing it for so long, or can I can I begin to adjust and 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 think a little differently outside of my own box and and I will have to say hearing from you guys has caused me to rethink what I've been thinking.
0: Mm-hmm. And and even like I said in preparation for the show, actually spending the time to you know look up the definition mm-hmm. was really eye-opening because now all of a sudden we're like okay these words have these nuances and a lot of times they just get they just get bantered around right it's like oh okay you know what does this mean you know blah blah, blah. And we just accept whatever our own definition is in our heads and we never take the time to look at this and so it was when we asked the question, and Tony mentioned this a few minutes ago, we whenever we ask questions, we do so on Instagram stories. So if you don't follow us at one extraordinary marriage on Instagram and you want to participate in a poll, that's the way to do it. Uh, but we asked the question, when you describe your spouse, what do you say? And the two options that we gave were best friend or lover, and sixty nine percent said best friend, which meant that thirty one percent said lover. Mm-hmm. But we went, we took that question one step further and said, what what do you see as the difference?" And, and this is where Tony and I, like, you know, cause I, I've been fine. Like he wants to call me lover. He doesn't want to call me his best friend. It doesn't really, th- that doesn't change how I feel about him. There's no, I mean, it's just, it just has just been terminology mm-hmm. in our marriage. And yet when we started to hear what your responses were, th- the conversation, I remember when he started seeing the responses come in, you guys, he's like, huh. You could just see the wheels turning in his head of going, I'm being challenged in my thought process here. And and that's why we get behind the microphones every week to talk about these things, to talk about, okay, how can we challenge our thought processes? Can we get out of the rut? Can we redefine things in marriage, not just in our own, but also share it with all of you to say, okay, what does this actually look like for the two of us?
1: And and if you're sitting here right now and you're like, who cares? Stick with us
0: Mm -hmm.
1: because it does matter. It, It really does matter. So it's easy to just go. Who cares? Mm-hmm. At times, because I would have said that to to most people. I, I when they come up to me and they're like, "Oh, but we're best friends," and the, and, and I'm like, "Who cares?" Like, it, you need to be lovers. And, and yet, th- there's there's more to to these two words and how they apply to yourself and to your marriage.
0: Absolutely. So when it came to describing best friends, we got comments like, "Well, the best friend is the one that you go to for everything in life." A lover is a sexual relationship, not an emotional one. Mm -hmm. A best friend isn't necessarily your lover, but your lover should be your best friend. A best friend gives me warm fuzzies. Lover sounds like someone you can only connect to sexually. Best friends like to spend time doing mutual things together. Lovers enjoy a sexual relationship. Now, on the flip side, we had a lot of people that led with, with what they saw as far as a lover. And a lover was, you know, we connect through all types of intimacy. Best friend doesn't have access to all types. Lover indicates sex to me. Best friend is all-encompassing. Lover has passion and intimacy. Best friend just has partnerships. Lovers is only one area of the relationship. Best friend is all areas, including romantic feelings. Mm. Lover is open to every part of me, my heart, my mind, my body, and my soul. And it was really interesting because as I started to read those, I, I started to see that in a lot of cases, based on the definitions that I had discovered, you could interchange those words. But the question is, regardless of which term you use, are you all encompassing in your marriage in every one of the six pillars? You know, are you elevating your relationship, whether you refer to your spouse as your best friend or your lover, by looking at the six pillars of intimacy and saying, we're going to level up, we're going to, we're going to raise this marriage. But let's talk about that after this word from our sponsors. right the one who is closest to you has access to all of you the one that you spend time with and invest in because if we think you know back to back to the you know your earliest days of of calling someone your best friend right you all remember probably the first best friend or, or maybe you're thinking about the best friend that you have now or the best friend from college or wherever that is. I mean, that was a person like you could do everything with the mm-hmm. person that you could be yourself with the person that you're like, you're laughing with one moment. And the person that when, you know, the crap hits the fan, you're like, I need you. I need to talk about this. I need to, I, I need your problems. Like that was that person. Mm-hmm. And, and for a lot of you, the way you describe your spouse, that is that, per- that is your spouse. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we look at that and we say, okay, are we being best friends? with that same joy, that same intensity, that same vulnerability in each of the six pillars of intimacy, right? Are we doing that? And in case you're, you know, brand new and you've never heard us say, you know, what the six intimacies are, they are emotional intimacy, physical, financial, spiritual, recreational, and sexual intimacy. And we go into those in a lot more detail in the free ebook, and you can pick that up at sixpillarsofintimacy.com. But when you say that your spouse is your best friend or lover. And again, you two define that. And that might even really be an incredible conversation to have this week.
1: I think that's, that's it as well. Like, where, where are you with that? And again, we're, we're talking about some nuancy areas of marriage. And yet, how does it make your spouse feel? Mm-hmm. How does it make mm-hmm. you feel? How do, how do you address that? What, 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 what does that look like? Because again, for me, and I and, and and this is this is challenging myself is a best friend is typically one of my guy friends that I can just call up when I need some help. Hey, I need I need you here. You know, it's somebody I've done life with for a long time and yet they don't have access to all of me. That's just the way I've seen it. Mm-hmm. And my lover, being Elisa, is that person who has all access to me and I to her. In every single one of those intimacies.
0: Well, and that's what I love, you know, in this where I, now that I understand that lover has both the, the person that you have sexual relations with, the person in love and, you know, an affectionate friend. Mm-hmm. For me, lover is actually the definition that I'm most comfortable with. But again, it doesn't matter. The two of you, like Tony said, have that conversation. Ask your spouse if it matters to them. Right. This would be a really interesting conversation. And I can't wait to hear, you know, to get the emails or, or the Instagram messages saying, you know, we had this conversation and here's what we discovered. Mm-hmm. Right. It may change in the conversation. But if, if you're looking at the terminology and you're m- literally marrying that with the six pillars, right, what does it look like from an emotional intimacy standpoint? What does it look like for the two of you to really share all your thoughts and feelings? Right. Not just not just the ones that, you know, you're like, hey, you know, surface level, but best friend lover, are you being really, really real with your spouse? Right? It's something you gotta think about. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes, and I know this as a woman, sometimes we'll tell things to our girl best friend in terms of hurts, in terms of frustrations, in terms and, and I've done this, that's why I know that this happens, that I haven't necessarily shared with Tony. Now, sometimes that's because I got to process before I share with Tony, but sometimes I allow my best friends to have that role and I'm, I've taken it away from Tony. Something you have to think about.
1: And that's a, that's an interesting, that's a, that's an interesting place to be where how much, how much are you sharing mm-hmm. in that emotional intimacy? And if your spouse is your best friend and that's what you've called him or her, are you allowing them to be fully engage with you when it comes to these areas and when you're emotionally drained or maybe when you're on emotional high, Mm -hmm. are you sharing that with your spouse at the end of the day is your best friend slash lover lover slash best friend. Is that your spouse?
0: Yeah.
1: Are they the one who are getting that attention?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I will say it's interesting if your spouse is your best friend, and lover or both, the emotional affairs that we have seen recently have skyrocketed. Mm -hmm. And you got to think about that because you're giving, you're giving yourself to somebody else who should only, who that information should only be accessed to your spouse. So something to think about when it comes to your emotional intimacy and we're, and we're looking at this, you know, that's my best friend. That's my lover or, or both. And yet, are you truly sharing that with your spouse?
0: Mm-hmm. When it comes to physical intimacy, you know, how physically affectionate, going back to that, that lover term, right? You know, a person, a, a, an affectionate or benevolent friend, how physically affectionate are you with your spouse? Are you kissing? Are you touching? Are you holding hands? Are you cuddling? Are you sleeping? Like, what are you doing to, in that pillar to demonstrate you're my best friend? Like, I want to do all of it with you physically. Right.
1: Now here, okay, so here's where my mind, and I'm going to just share my mind, and this is where maybe some of you go. This is why my distinction between best friend and lover, this one, and the sexual intimacy pillar. Mm-hmm. These are the two distinctions I have in my mind that go, hey, this is why Elisa and I have called her my lover for, for many, many years. I would not be physically affectionate with a best friend. Same with sexually intimate. I wouldn't be sexually intimate with a best friend, and because of that, that's where I've I've had that distinction. Even I understand the definitions and everything that we that we've read, but this has been my definite where I've had the distinction between the two, because I have also seen it where couples will say, "Oh, we're best friends," and yet there's no sexual relations, there's no there's no physical relation, and in my mind. It's because as a best friend, I'm not going to do that with you. I'm not doing that with my best friend, I'm doing it with my lover. I'm doing it with my wife, my spouse. So that's, I'm just sharing some of my, you have to, for you though, it may be totally fine. And You're like, Hey, Tony, that's no big deal. Like I see it as best friend and and it's good to go. I'm just giving you insights to my mind and, and why I see how words play mm-hmm. such a role in our marriage, and do we understand why we stick to those, and how they they bond us together or tear us apart?
0: Yeah, and you know, you bring up the sexual intimacy, and and you're looking at that pillar. You know, what does your sexual intimacy look like as, as lover, as best friend? You determine. I mean, again, we've we've said this throughout the entire show, but whichever word you pick, are, are you? Are you spending time around your sexual intimacy? Are you investing it? Are you doing it? Straight up, I'm going to ask. Are you having sex with your spouse, best friend, lover? You pick. But are you building the sexual intimacy? Are you building that pillar? What is your shared responsibility around finances when it comes to your financial intimacy? You know, best friends, it's often said, best friends can talk about anything. Are you talking about your finances? Are you talking about how much you spent on the target run or how much you spent on, you know, car accessories or how much you spent, you know, uh, on that dinner with friends? Are are you talking about it? Or are, are there certain things that you're keeping that maybe you need to be thinking through and saying, oh, maybe I'm not as intimate with my best friend or with my lover as I need to be? You know, what, here's a good one, right? You know, best friends, generally tend to spend time together. Mm. Right. And, and maybe, you know, as adults, we, we don't spend as much time with our best friends because geography and all that kind of good stuff, but you still pick up the phone or your FaceTime or your, you know, you message or whatever. Friends and lovers spend time together. Right. And, th- and this is directly talking to the, to the pillar of recreational intimacy. You can't call your spouse, your best friend or your lover if you aren't spending time with them. If you aren't doing things with them, if you aren't dating them, if you aren't, you know, finding things in common. If if you're just living this parallel existence as roommates, you can't even claim either one of those titles because there isn't an investment in the time spent together. Right? I'm I'm just I, I know I may have just pushed a few buttons there and I'm okay with it. Because if we're gonna, if we're gonna put these titles into our marriage, if we're gonna put these titles on our spouses right? We, it has to be all encompassing. We don't get to choose as extraordinary marriages. We don't get to choose that. You know what? We're not going to have conversations around spirituality or faith because you know what? Eh, I don't want to. Well, if that's one of the six pillars and you understand that it is, then, then you're going to push through your uncomfortableness just like you are when your best friend calls you out on stuff and is like, Hey, what are you doing? Right? We're going to go there. Extraordinary couples, hence the name One Extraordinary Marriage. Extraordinary couples are going to do all of it, even when it's hard, because here's the thing. It's the extra that you do. It's the extra that you choose to make as a priority that will separate you from everybody else, that will separate your marriage, that will have your marriage literally be a beacon for other people. Because we can't, look at, we can't pick and choose the six pillars, they are what they are. What we can do as extraordinary couples is choose how we're going to elevate each pillar in our marriage.
1: Yeah. And again, if you want to pick up the six pillars of intimacy, our free ebook, go to sixpillarsofintimacy.com. You can start diving into each one, understanding each one and how they play a role in your marriage as best friend, as lover, or as both. So as you go through this week, think about it. Mm-hmm. You may, you may have a hard, like, this is what I've called my spouse for years, just like myself. For others, it may be like, hey, it's cool. That's what my wife or my, my husband has called me. I'm good with it. I roll. At the end of the day, I think the biggest thing that I've learned, even through this and hearing from you guys in the one family, it may be a word that I'm using, and yet am I using that word in every pillar in of the six intimacies because that's where it matters. When I take each of those intimacies and I apply it, that word to each one of those, am I honestly being the best friend, the lover that I've been called to be to Elisa and my marriage? And I, I want you guys to think about that in your marriage this week. You guys have a fantastic week. We can't wait to hear how this Impacts you, and even, hey, hit us up. We would still love to know why you choose one word or the other. You guys have a fantastic week. We'll catch you next week. Love you guys.